As always, I'm your host, Ramiz. I'm joined by Dylan. How's it going, Ramiz? It's going, it's going good. Uh, we are back. Um, very short off season for us. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. So we'll be we'll be bringing some Olympic coverage in the coming days. But for now, uh, the Emir draft was today. Yeah. And this is kind of more your territory. This is definitely more your speed. I don't keep up with college ball. A little bit. I I try and keep up with the prospects that are coming in the upcoming draft, yeah. Yeah, well, I will let you take over now. All right, well, I mean, we'll jump straight into it here with the first overall pick. We'll follow these teams along with the draft order. Um, the Pistons had the first pick in this draft, luckily enough, and they ended up doing the right decision, taking Cade Cunningham here with the number one overall pick. Yes, yes, I did hear that was up for debate for a little while yeah, there. Yeah, for a couple of days there, they were sort of tossing up Jalen Green, um, maybe trading down if they really like Jalen or Mobley or one of those other guys. But um, no, I think they did the right decision here in taking um, Kate The best player available. Yeah. Um, a sort of instant offense, one-man offense type of player along the likes of Luca and Harden, just sort of do-it-all-for-you kind of guy. Um, can shoot shots, can run offense by himself through pick and rolls, through even post-ups a little bit. Is um, Big guard, big guards, six eight, long wingspan, mm. um, just sort of everything that the NBA is heading towards. Really, he encapsulates. Um, Has his ball handling, great ball handler, great ball handler, um, all that sort of stuff. Maybe not as tight as is de- not as tight as like a Harden or a Luca, but definitely can you know get to his spots and stuff yep. like that, um, and can use it to set up other guys. So he's a, um, he's definitely the future of this Pistons team right now, and he's a great pick to have at the first overall pick in this draft. Okay, yeah. Um, that kind of just sounds like what they need, really. Yeah. Um, and he was consensus the best player available for most people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and even better, he wants to be in Detroit, which doesn't seem to happen a whole lot. Um, he's a guy that seems like he's going to embrace what's coming ahead for him and this Pistons team, which is getting back into the playoffs, probably the hard way. Mm. And um, he seems like he's all about that, which is great to see. Yeah, I mean, they've another piece the young core and they obviously also had a couple of other guys drafted I don't know how much you know about any of these guys but a couple of second rounders um here with uh, Isaiah Livers from Michigan um he's a forward seems like a 3 and D kind of guy mm. um Luca Garza who was the national player of the year for in college um put up like 25 or 28 in college big center um doesn't necessarily seem like you know you hear that and you think, well, he's a lottery guy, but it doesn't seem like it's going to translate as well. But, right. you know, definitely worth taking a swing on with the 50-second pick. And then um, Bolsa Koprovica, who apparently was like like a top 10 projected guy like two years ago and steadily fell off as his college career went on. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, I don't know, maybe they can recoup some of that hype that they saw in him a couple of years ago. So, all around, I gave this draft for the Pistons an A-plus because they had the number one overall pick and they didn't blow it yeah um and they also have some interesting swings later on in the draft so yeah honestly um a lot of assets now for this pistons team um with you guys like um obviously sadiq bay and killian hayes can hopefully have a better second Mm -hmm. year and uh, jeremy grant still um isaiah stewart so yeah a bunch of guys to look forward to seeing next year yeah uh, at this point for them it's kind of just like throw it at the wall if it sticks keep it if not honestly they're they're so cheap you can just let them leave yeah they're not you know sort of working around anyone at this point. They're just taking the best available and seeing what sticks, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, moving on to the second pick with the Rockets. Sorry, sorry. Uh, oh. They also made a trade, did they not? 
Oh, they did. Um, yeah, they moved um, on from Mason Plumley and traded. Which I don't like for for yeah. them per se. Uh, I don't hate it. I mean, if they're going young, mm. I, I could see. It. I think he would have been a decent pick and roll partner with Cade. But if Isaiah Stewart's going to keep progressing the way he did towards the end of last year, I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I see Plumley as best backup center in the league kind of guy. Right. If you if you were to keep him, but. <laughs> Michael Jordan really likes these white centers. <laughs> he he loves those boys. Um, yeah, they also moved on from the thirty seventh pick. In return, they got the fifty seventh pick from Charlotte. So, but they also got off a pretty <coughs> big contract, like not an insignificant contract for Plumley. <coughs> um, there's like twelve. Yeah, which is like I don't know what they're going to spend it on, but yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> money you don't have to pay. Maybe they're setting up for something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that that deal too, um, and we'll talk about that from Charlotte's perspective um, when we get to them. But um, yeah, on to the second pick here with the Rockets, who um, I think they had a great draft here. Um, I think they nailed it with the second pick with Jalen Green. I think he's he's a really explosive athlete. He's an absolute scorer, um, see, like the type of guy, kind of like Ant Man, who's going to come in and score twenty in his rookie rookie season. Okay. Um, Definitely not the same build as someone like Ant, but um, what's it, what's his build like? He's real. He's he's a thin guy. Thin. Um, has a room to put on a bit more muscle. I feel like f- fill out a little bit more, but he's super explosive, super stretchy, and can like do all these cool like up and under layups and stuff like that. Okay. Um, super agile, um, shifty with his dribble. Um, a bit of a streaky shooter at the moment, but definitely if if that clicks, he might be just kind of unstoppable on offense. A lot of Zach Levine, uh, type. Comps. Uh, comps um, with just a guy who can give it to you from anywhere, get up and attack the rim. Um, defensively, uh, it seemed like he tried a lot more in the G League than he did in high school. And even as the G League went on, his his effort improved defensively. So, um, And he's got the tools to be a pretty impactful defender, I feel like. So if he keeps that up um, and starts translating that to actual sort of high defensive IQ moments, then he could be really special on both sides of the ball. Okay. Uh, again, it, for the Rockets, they're in a situation where it's just kind of like, just take the best guy you can. Again, they're not working around anyone. Um, yeah, with absolutely. all their guys gone, basically. Yeah. I don't know what their roster is at <laughs> I mean, this point. I mean, it's kind of... Do they still have Eric Rube. Gordon? <laughs> uh, I think so. He, yeah. I think they're trying to trade him. They've got um, Kevin Porter Jr., which is interesting as we go through the rest of their draft picks. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he could definitely be your best player. Um, on a pretty decent team, I feel like. Um, there's, there's some concerns with sort of compared to Cade where he might not be the most winningest player okay. compared to Cade and even to Mobley maybe if Mobley, um, who went third, comes out and sort of develops the way people are projecting him to. But um, as of right now, it could be an instant offense guy right now. So um, is he what, what, what position does he play? He's a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. So do you think he would fit all right with John Wall? Uh, John Wall, I feel like he can play off John Wall. I don't. I kind of forgot John Wall was there. Mm. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he could definitely play off John Wall. Um, he seems more comfortable with the ball in his hands than he does off ball, but I think he shot a pretty decent percentage off ball on catch and shoot sort of threes anyway. So if John still has something left in the tank and can find some open shots for him, that'd be good for him too. Plus he needs to just get used playing off the ball. Yeah. Um, get some reps in there. But later on in the draft, they uh, traded for number 16 uh, off the Thunder. They traded two future firsts. Um, at 23, they took Usman Garuba, and then at 24, they took Josh Christopher. Um, all of those, I thought, were pretty great picks. Uh, Josh Christopher is a bit interesting, but we'll get to him later. Um, Alperen Sengun at 16 was sort of like a draft darling by a lot of analysts. Okay. Um, 
the youngest MVP in Turkish league history at only 18. Ooh. Um, super productive guy, like 28 and three assists in only like 28 minutes or something like right, that. Right, okay. Just a guy who goes out there and gets stuff done, mm. um, seems like. And it seems like... Um, they're re- like guys are really excited about his playmaking potential. Um, we s- we saw uh, Mike Schmitz from Draft Express for ESPN say if you squint hard enough, you can see a little bit of Jokic, just a little bit of Jokic. Okay. Um, which is how big is he? Uh, he's he's like six ten. I'm pretty sure he's like a li- like not okay. like not like Jokic big, but like a legit center. Okay. Um, and he's right now he's a bit of a he needs to work on his jump shot. Um. Is kind of where he is right now. He's a big post player at the moment, which sort of we all know the league is moving away from. Yeah, but um, if he can get that jump shot going and sort of be a playmaker out of the post, but also hit shots, then that'd be massive for the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, even if he doesn't, like, uh, I guess the modern day post player is a playmaker in yeah. there as well. So I guess there, there's room. There's a world where that becomes a thing in the NBA. Right. Guys who can't step out quite as much as three, but are good playmakers. Yeah. Um. So definitely an exciting prospect for the Rockets there. I think a decent trade. I'm, I'm surprised the Thunder gave it up, but then again, I'm not because they got two future firsts out of it, mm. <laughs> which is apparently all the Thunder want. They don't actually want players. They just want the picks. Um, but at, at 23, Usman Garuba, who's currently playing for Spain in the Olympics right now, um, he's a big physical defensive, might be the best defender in this draft, um, big defensive forward, uh, maybe even a small ball center because his offense right now is definitely w- what made him fall a bit. Um, doesn't have shooting touch, um, seems a bit sped up going to the rim and maybe not the greatest touch at the rim, but defensively could be a really impactful player. Um, and I, he's still fairly young, I'm pretty sure, like 19, so plenty of time to develop him. Right. Um, I think it was a good pick to take him at 23. Just like another high name guy that seems like he wants to put the work in. Okay. Yeah. And then Josh Christopher at 24. Um, another scoring guard, which is interesting, after taking Green, plus having Kevin Porter Jr. already at Houston. Mm. Um, big high school phenom, massive mixtape culture and stuff like that. Okay. Big part of that. Um, but like a streaky scorer, streaky shooter, um, sort of one-dimensional in that sort of way. Has potential to be a bit of a defender. You know, 6'5", bit of length. Um A big, strong build at the moment, too. Um, could be a pretty strong guy in the league. Marcus Smart-esque? Uh, not quite as bulky as smart. He's a bit taller, a bit longer. Um, well, not a bit longer, but a bit leaner. Right. Um, but I don't think defense is where he's going to hang his hat. If anything, it'll be an offensive type of guy. But um, not not the worst pick, but not the best pick. But I still give the Rockets an A for this draft. Um, a lot of interesting picks. Obviously, Jalen Green, but those other guys, um, Shengrun and Garuba. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for them to build like a... A pretty potent, like, offense and defense out of this lot. Sure. Yeah, going forward. Um, number three to the Cavs, who had only one pick in this draft, interestingly enough. Uh, Evan Mobley at number three, the unicorn big, can dribble, can shoot, can play defense, can pass, can run run transition, can maybe one day run your offense. Um, seems like a just a guy that can do it all if it all happens, uh, which is kind of the... The sort of, I, th- I think, why he dropped to three. Right. Because if it doesn't pan through, he's a rim defender right now, um, even though he's a bit skinny. Uh, he's an inside presence just in general uh, on both ends of the court. But um, if that shooting touch comes through, which a lot of people think it will, and his, uh, his passing um, comes along, then he could be really, really special. Right. What are we talking with Mobley in terms of like build and position and things like that? Super long, 
Um, has maybe not the room to fill out a whole lot more. He's a bit thin, but I don't know. We've seen guys like AD sort of work around that and get bigger. He might be that sort of avenue. So that kind of build. Yeah, that kind of build. More that than like a Kevin Durant kind of. Uh, he's a bit bigger than Kevin Durant, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, super long, super great defensive instincts. Um, or yeah, he will be a shot blocker from day one. Okay, yeah. Uh, and apparently, you know, obviously they've got Jared Allen to take care of uh, in restricted free agency for the Cavs. Um, but I think there's a lot of hope from the Cavs at least that they can play together. Uh, Mobley being the four. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, the Cavs. Uh, they did make a move which we'll get to later on as well. So yeah, yeah. they seem to kind. They're not a team where it's just like, oh, we can take anyone. They need to kind of choose the right guys at the right positions. Yeah. I am surprised that they took a center there. I feel like they would have been better off taking a wing, but if this was kind of best pick available. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone on that team I have to sort of really move around. I was a bit scared that Mobley goes second and they have to take green just because I don't like his greens fit with this roster, so I'm glad Mobley went to them. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Are you super high on Garland or... I'm like not, but Allen. it's a matter of just like, you know, if you, if you draft from, a guard, it'd be starting you need from square to get rid of one of them. It'd be starting from yeah. square one again. Whereas if you draft a forward and you've got a nice pair of guards and a nice center already, he can slot right in rather than needing to move one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got it here that, and a lot of people do that, Mobley could be the best player in this draft when it's all said and done. Okay. Because his potential to be special is just complete, like it's all there. Right. He, could, he could be a guy that does it all. Um, moving on to number four at Toronto, the first real surprise of the draft. Um, yeah, I remember your reaction to yeah, this. Yeah, not, not completely out of the blue. There was talks of this leading up to it, but for me especially, I thought the play they should have taken was a shoe-in, but they ended up taking Scotty Barnes at number four, um, who is a, the next Draymond Green, pretty much. Um, okay. He is a guy that can defend all five positions. He's six eight, like a over seven-foot wingspan, and played point guard in college, pretty much. I mean, not even pretty much. He played point guard. He brought the ball up. He facilitated the offense. Um, sounds like Draymond. Sounds like Draymond. Um, and also sounding like Draymond, he can't shoot. Oh. Not like... <laughs> he can. He's not like Ben Simmons, but like he doesn't shoot a great percentage. Like he, he, 30% one shot a game. Yeah, kind of, kind, of, kind of like that. Maybe if, you know... And that's obviously what they're hoping to fix in Toronto. Is right. If he can be a shooter, he could be a top three talent in this, in this draft. Because the playmaking's there... Uh, the defense is definitely there. That's what he's going to bring day one. Um, high motor guy, like, gets after it out there. Uh, plays hard. Isn't sort of sitting back on anything. On anything. Um, he's really getting after it. Um, it. It really is the shooting. Because if he can hit corner threes or top of the key threes, um, I think Toronto's, you know, like, his ceiling just goes so high um, after that. Right. But... Um, and they've got a couple of second-round guys there who I know literally nothing about. But for me, passing up on Jalen Suggs, who went number five to the Magic, um, is kind of criminal. <laughs> I think Suggs is awesome. He's like my second favorite player in this draft after um, Cunningham. Um, he he was pretty much touted to be the Kyle Lowry replacement and like almost step in and be like Kyle Lowry-esque from day one. Right. Suggs just seems like a guy who's so ready to go right now. Whereas Barnes is a bit more of a project in terms of, especially his offense, um, even in terms of like IQ and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. If this pans out for Toronto, it's definitely a good pick. Yeah, I mean, I think the Raptors believe they've 
maybe got their offensive pieces or they've at least got the trade pieces to go get those yeah. things. I mean, there's been talks about um, Pascal Siakam in trade conversations. Yeah. I think I've heard some stuff about Fred Lead as well. It's like their roster seems very fluid right now. Right. Um, I guess it's about, I don't know, just taking one guy that you could fit a lot of different guys around, I guess. Yeah. It is interesting, like, because you're talking about that fluidity, but as their roster stands currently, they have a lot of big forwards right now. Yeah. With um, OG and Siakam. Yeah. It's sort of, int- it'd be, I don't see Barnes being able to play next to really either of them. I guess maybe Ananobi, but Ananobi is not that great of a shooter at the moment, even though he doesn't shoot to miss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, I don't know, we'll see what happens. It makes me think that Siakam might be on the move. Mm. Um, because otherwise I feel like Suggs was definitely the pick there. Okay, but um, moving on to Suggs at number five with the Magic, who had a great draft. Um, they take Suggs, who falls to them at number five, and they also take Franz Wagner, um, Mo Wagner's brother, at number eight. Um, Suggs is a do-it-all point guard, pretty much like you can exp- in his peak. I feel like you could easily expect twenty-five and five out of him every night. Maybe twenty-five and five assists. Five boards? Five boards, five assists. Okay. 20 points at least. Um, oh, right. 20. Yeah, five, 20, five. five and five. We always get caught on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and a couple steals, a physical defender, a guy, again, who's a high motor guy. Um, he's a leader. He was a uh, quarterback in football in high school. Um, could have gone D1 for football. Uh, ended up choosing basketball. Um, and as he said many, many times in this draft process, this is the first time he's 100% a basketball player right, right. now. Um, he's not a football player as well. He's not a student as well. He's just going to be a basketball player. Um, and he thinks that's pretty scary. And honestly, so do I. <laughs> um, it, 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 his jump shot is uh, streaky at the moment, even for college. Um, that's something that we'll have to work on. But if that unlocks, then I think just every avenue opens for him because he's an aggressive driver to the rim. Doesn't seem like he's scared to get fouled. Um, can finish through contact because he's a big, strong build. Kind of, I don't even know what his build is like. It's kind of Lowry, but he's way more explosive than Lowry. Okay. Um, and then Franz Wagner at number eight. He's a four who can sort of dribble it, uh, off the dribble, shoot threes, high offensive IQ, can make some passes. Defensively, seems like he can move his feet. Um, I've been talked into Franz over these draft process I wasn't really a big fan of him from what I saw I was kind of confused why he was so high but after hearing a bunch of other guys talk about him it seems like he's a pretty surefire thing in this draft you know not star potential but definitely high impact starter uh potential which is you know at number eight is pretty good and especially for the magic who just need yeah they just need guys yeah yeah um is I think this is like the perfect draft for the for the magic for their two picks, this is exactly what they wanted. I'm just thinking about where we were with the Magic last year. Yeah. <laughs> how much they've turned things around so quickly. I mean, good on them. Yeah, I mean, drafting the best three guys and immediately coming back with great draft picks is pretty impressive. Yeah. Plus a stash of guys already on their roster who, you know, all of them are kind of like, not really like yeah. amazing prospects, but all of them are kind of like, oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> talk me into this. Yeah, Um. so... Yeah, exciting future for the Magic. And having a leader point guard like that is just the perfect foundation for your franchise. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, so I gave, I gave them an A+. Um, the next one here, pick six with the Thunder. Um, the, the first real surprise of the night, 
with Josh Giddy at number six, the Australian, the what NBL was he next year, roughly. Kind of like the ten sort okay. of range. So still lottery, but definitely later on, not six. Um, just I <laughs> kind of went crazy for a second. Yeah. I could not believe you went six. I think it's an awesome fit next to Shea. Um, he's a big playmaking. Like he's a six eight point guard. Right. Um, big playmaker. The shot's coming along. It's a bit slow. It's a bit clunky looking. Well, not clunky, but it's a bit awkward looking. But if he can iron that out, um, he already shoots a decent percentage. And it's, it's creeping up there as, as it goes on. Um, he shoots a decent percentage. NBL 3.9, though. We do need yeah. to, I guess, bear that in mind. That is true. But a lot of go- you know, college is also a shorter three. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, at number 18, they take Trey Mann, who I didn't know a whole lot about. Seems like another scoring guard, which was an interesting pick for me. I sort of... I didn't expect them to go that route at number 18, take another guard. So then now they've got a, a three-guard lineup, I guess. But all like two of them are decently sized in Shane Giddy. Yeah. Um, and then number 32, uh, they traded up for Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's a – he seems like he could be like the perfect role player for um, for a team. Seems like it can do a bit of everything, can shoot, can rebound, can pass a little bit. Uh, can finish inside. Just a like a good guy you want on your team. Okay. Um, and then Aaron Wiggins at fifty five, who I don't really know anything about to be honest. It's fifty five. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out if he if he does anything. We'll find out, I guess. Exactly. Um, but yeah, very very interesting draft. I don't love that they took two guards. Um, I think I just don't think there's a whole lot of room to play them all at once, especially this early. Um, I don't think Giddy's I don't think he's going to be a day one immediate impact guy. I think mm. he's going to take a little bit of time. He is one of the youngest guys in the draft. He's only 18. Uh, I think he only turns 19 in October or something like that. Um, very young guy. He's going to have to get used to the speed of the NBA. He's not the most explosive athlete. Um, but he's sort of, in the way that Luca's not the quickest guy at the floor, he can still get to his spots. Giddy's kind of like that. Okay. Um, he can still maneuver around guys with spin moves and crosses and stuff like that. Um, I so and then pairing that with a six four guard who seems like an offense first shoot the ball can make the passes but definitely wants to score his own in Trey Man. Uh, it's a very interesting combination there. See, I mean, I think I think we're gonna be saying this a lot about the Thunder though in the coming yeah. years. We're gonna see a lot of them just taking guys where it's like that doesn't fit, but it, it they've got so many picks that they yeah. can't get everyone to fit right. Um. I really don't know what they're doing. I think at some point they they are going to need to just try to make that massive offer for a star package 10 picks in there or something. But, I think that's what it's going to be. But then you're going to have another team with 10 picks who, who, and no idea what to do with them. Yeah. It's a very interesting situation that they've created for the league pretty yeah. much. Um, not to mention that Kemba Walker's still on this team. Oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> um, so now they have four guards, really. Um, not that... You know, the Thunder are trying to start the season with Kemba there, I'm assuming. They're trying to get more picks for him somewhere. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe they give up a pick with him. <laughs> they might have to, honestly. Um, it's interesting where they'll stop, where they think enough picks is enough. <laughs> that was 10 <laughs> if, picks ago. If that's possible um, for them. I haven't thought about that. How are they going to have to... Someone's going to have to inherit those picks. Yeah. Unless they just draft them all. They just strike but then out. they just don't sign most of those guys. But yeah, eventually, yeah, they literally just they wind up the spots. They've already like they've already moved they moved back from 16 for two futures already. Mm. They're already sort of you know kicking the can down the road a little mm-hmm. bit. Um 
Yeah, interesting situation with the Thunder. Obviously, with Shea there, who was very good last year until they sort of kept him out. Um, he was injured, but they kept him out. Mm. Um, so, yeah, interesting combination of guys. I gave them a B for this draft. The I didn't love the Trey Mann pick. Uh, very excited for the Giddy pick. I feel like Giddy and Shea could be a great front court. I mean, going up against a 6'8 and 6'6 guy as your front as your back backcourt, court, sorry. Back court, um, yeah. Could be pretty imposing if Shea sticks around. Um. Moving on to number seven for the Warriors, who had, again, two picks in this draft, number seven and number 14. Didn't manage to get off them. Uh, it seemed like the Warriors were very keen on packaging those, maybe with Wiggins' contract, maybe with Wiseman, Wiseman yeah. um, and try and getting another superstar like Dame. Or um, Apparently, they turned down a Ben Simmons offer, but it was a bit ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, I think it was that plus another two seconds. Another rounds. two picks, yeah. Um, but So they eventually take... Jonathan Kaminga at seven, who's maybe the best physical athlete, like physical profile in this draft, like just sort of the perfect NBA wing body, six nine, seven foot wingspan, built like a tank. Right, um, has potential to get even bigger, um, but very raw, sort of all around. Doesn't seem super focused um, throughout the G League. He was just one of those G League guys, um, but and you know, sort of iffy shooting touch. But I think the Warriors organization is the perfect spot for him to develop and you know under like Draymond Green and something like that yeah the, the perfect spot to him to focus and lock in on basketball and become the top three potential player that he could be in this draft just with his physical profile alone right because he can if he can finish through guys he showed a bit of handle coming into the draft and all that sort of stuff through the G League and through high school and stuff mm. like that um could definitely be Something special if it all clicks. But also, number 14, Moses Moody. Who's you a mean fr- Moose's Moody? Moose's Moody. <laughs> Shout out, Perk. Who <laughs> was, hey, at least he was trying. He was trying. And he grew on me as the draft went on, honestly. I thought I was yeah. going to hate Perk, <laughs> but he, he definitely grew on me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Moses Moody out of Arkansas. Um, three and D guy. Uh, seems like he'd be able to come in and hit shots pretty early on. Uh, maybe come off the bench and just be a guy that can hit shots, space the floor for Steph, and hopefully Clay is back, um, and Draymond and all that sort of stuff, Wiggins. Um, and has has the potential to grow into a bit of a ball handler and sh- his own shot creator as it goes down the line too. Um, so I think they, the Warriors did a pretty good job in this draft. Um, two upside guys, kind of, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit, contra- bit of a contrast to what we thought they were going to do on draft night, which was so two win now guys, two win now guys um, to help them win the championship this upcoming year. Yeah, I just, I, I think they've made the right decision here. I think they are kind of past the point where they're definitely championship. Where they're contenders. just win champions, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if if something like, yeah. You know, also, they're not out of options in terms of trades right now. Just yeah, be, no. Just because not. they've made these picks, they can definitely be moved. Um, so there's potential where these guys move on, um, but. Yeah, I, I gave them a B plus because yeah, I think if they can straddle the line between winning now and having guys to look forward to in the future, especially if they can get Kaminga in a good spot, um, then they'll have another star player for the next fifteen years or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um. And I think that is kind of what the Warriors are looking for. They're looking for a transition kind of guy, um, away from your Steph Clay Draymond. Um. As as unfortunate as as that is, uh, very worried about Clay. Um, coming off two really major injuries, mm. Steph obviously had an amazing season, but he is gonna he's gonna age eventually, eventually. a bit. Um, Draymond, I have no idea. I think Draymond's impact depends entirely on who he's playing with, right? And 
what the forecast for their season is. Yeah. Because if they're not going to be in title contention, Draymond could very easily get out of shape pretty quickly. Yeah, where Steph and Clay were both out, Draymond basically just stopped playing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on to number nine for the Sacramento Kings, um, who took Davion Mitchell. Uh, uh, that's the Marcus Smart comp right there. Right. Um, smaller guard, long wingspan, tough defensive player. Like, absolutely. May, probably the best defensive player in this draft. Um just can, can lock up guys way bigger than him, uh, competes hard, and much improved shooter in his last season at Baylor. Um, much improved offensive player all around. Um, takes a lot of his offense from uh, Donovan Mitchell, as they showed on the broadcast. Yeah. Not necessarily a Donovan Mitchell type offensive player, but a lot of the same moves in terms of step backs and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, this seems like the worst team he could have gone to, and he also didn't seem that keen about going to Sacramento. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but taking a small guard with Fox already there, plus Halliburton from last year. Not to mention Heald. Not to mention Heald. There's not a lot of room where you can... That, like, you can't play those three guys together. No, just in terms no way. Of point guards. Um, you can't have Fox out as the two guard. I, would, I mean, there's a little bit of hope for Mitchell and... Uh, Halliburton together, but then you can't play Fox. And right. He's literally your max contract guy yes. right now. Um, so, unfortunately, the fit is just so poor with this pick. I'm not sure what they thought was happening. Unless Fox could be on the move. Maybe. Is I this don't, a sign of something? I don't see Fox being on the move. All right. It's the Kings. We need to bear in mind that this isn't a sign of something because it's the Kings. That is true. The Kings are I could see Heald on the move for sure um, if someone yeah. will take him. But um, I don't know. Fo- who who says no? Fox for Simmons as the basis of a trade. Mm. I don't think either team says no, I guess. You think that's a good trade? Roughly. I think it gets the Sixers what they need. Right. Uh, ball handler who's also a scorer. Yeah. It gets... The Kigs, some defensive depth. Um, obviously, you probably wouldn't be playing Ben Simmons at point guard. You'd be playing him more at, like, small forward, power yeah, forward. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, he can do that. He's he's that size. He's 6'10", or however tall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would say the... Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess both of them might say yes. I mm. don't feel like either of them really want to do it. No. I don't feel like it's... It's definitely not the Sixers' first option. Um, in terms of a trade for Simmons, but I mean, unless something like that happens, then this Mitchell pick is weird. Is very strange indeed. Yeah. Um, also, took a second rounder. Nemias, Nemias, Nemias. No idea. Quita. Don't know anything about it. Big center. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Grizzlies at number ten, who traded up. They did trade up. They made a massive trade, which we'll get to later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, traded up for number ten from seventeen. Um, and then I think they kind of panicked, honestly. <laughs> it seems like... Giddy was their guy? It seemed like Giddy was their guy. That was the report I saw. I'm not 100% on that, but I saw that after the trade happened. Um, and then Giddy was gone gone at six, and I th- I legitimately think they panicked because they weren't supposed to be at 10. They're at 17. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of crossover between guys in this draft who would be at 10 but also be at 17. Yeah. And I think they just kind of went for upside and a little bit for position. So they took Zaire Williams, who, out of Stanford, had a pretty shaky freshman year at Stanford. 
Um, didn't shoot the ball particularly well, um, which was kind of his best prospect going into the college year. Um, and didn't seem terribly comfortable on the court. Um, he's also not an NBA... He doesn't have an NBA body. He's kind of built like a twig. <laughs> right. Like, honestly, like he's 6'8", um, and he's long, but he's not he's not built at all. No. Um, very, very skinny. Um, he's a small forward, which is kind of the position they needed out of anyone in the draft. Um, they've got a lot of sort of bigs. Um, obviously, they trade Valanciunas for Adams. But mm. again, they've got their guards, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've definitely got their guards. Um, so, if he hits, but I just have very little faith that he can produce anytime soon. Right. Um, like, I'm talking like three years. For me, personally, I think it's going to be like three years before we see anything substantial out of him. Right. Um, I think he has a lot to develop in terms of his jump shot. Um, it looks pretty clunky. It's getting better, but it is clunky. Um, like the percentage isn't there. The free throw percentage wasn't there. Um, he has hope as a defender one day if he can, you know, f- get physical and build his body up a little bit to stay in front of NBA guys. Um, very, very interesting pick at number 10. Who A guy that maybe would have been there at 17. Okay. Honestly. Um, and then with their 30th pick, Santi Aldama, a guy who plays apparently in a terrible college... Uh, conference was barely playing against like real guys and they traded up from they traded what did they trade they traded wait is this the same trade different trade uh, same trade yeah they uh, traded number 40 and two future seconds which I right. guess uh, 430 for a guy who would have been there at 40 <laughs> no question would have been there at 40 um, but he's a he's a floor spacing four um a shooter, maybe a ball handler in time, but again, incredibly raw. Um, yeah, a pretty abysmal showing by the Grizzlies, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I gave them a D. Um, also taking into account a little bit the trade <laughs> that they made earlier, which I also think is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will get to that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure what I was supposed to say about the Grizzlies. I thought it was pretty bad. Um uh, at number 11, the Charlotte Hornets, who got the f- the guy who was falling, James Bucknut, um, projected to go as high as fifth uh, for the Magic, um, was looking very, very likely at six for the Thunder, um, and slipped past the Warriors also at seven. Ends up at 11 for the Charlotte. He's a scoring guard, um, like 6'5", long limbs. Um, that's a strange phrase to say, long limbs. Long limbs? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was like a 20-point scorer in college. Um, he's absolutely going to fill it up in time in the NBA, I feel like. Needs to work on his three-point shot a little bit, but in terms of attacking the rim in the mid-range, he's got the handle. Um, it'll be very interesting to see him play next to LaMelo Ball. I'm kind of excited to see that. I'm not sure it's going to work perfectly, but I'm excited to see it. Build-wise, he sounds not too different. He's kind of the same build as LaMelo, yeah. Right. Um, but two guys that can... Yeah, Mo's going to run your offense. Maybe not score as efficiently. I feel like Buck Knight could be the leading scorer. Right, okay. Um, but also they traded into the 19th pick for two futures. Or was it a future? Uh, it was a future. Uh, where they took Kai Jones, um, who's a, a four. He's not the player I thought he was actually going to this draft. He's, he seems like a four that's uber-athletic, um, can run up and down the floor, can jump really high. 
uh, but also can shoot a little bit. His shot looks a little bit funky, but if that shot irons out, um, could be a nice piece next to Lamelo in terms of a pick and roll partner, but also a pick and pop partner. Um, even though uh, uh, Washington, what's Washington's first name on the Hornets? PJ PJ Was- Washington is also kind of that, but it seems like they're trying to move on from him anyway. Um, and then at thirty seven, JT Thor, great name. Oh yeah. yeah, amazing name, amazing name. Good, dra- good maybe draft my name. favorite name in the in the draft. JT Thor, it's pretty great. Mm. Um, and then at fifty six, Scotty Lewis, who was also. So what does JT guy. stand for? Is it the question? Does it stand for anything? Do a lot of these most stand of, for something? Most of them would. If his first name is actually JT, that's awesome. That is elite. <laughs> um, uh, Jockow JT Thor, so Jockow. Jockow, which is still cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for the Hornets. Um, Great night. Picking up the guy who was falling, who can help them pretty soon, is also a pretty great fit, an exciting fit um, next to Lamelo, And also Kai Jones, who's going to be a pick-and-roll partner, a floor spacer, a vertical leaper. Um, great for them, yeah. Is JT the youngest guy in this draft? I don't believe so, is he? Uh, 26 August 2002. What? How old does that make him? Oh, it makes him 18. So he'll be 19 next month. Okay, no, definitely, definitely not the youngest guy. Uh, uh, what are we up to? The Spurs at number twelve, <laughs> with number eleven. Oh no, 12. no, sorry, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. that wrong. Uh, the absolute surprise of the draft, reaching on Josh Primo, who, uh, who might wasn't a lock to be in a first round pick, um, <laughs> taking him at number twelve. Um, my notes is literally just what the fuck. Right. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck did they just do? <laughs> do you have any idea? So where was he projected? Do you know? Like late first, early second. Right. And they just took him at eleven or mm-hmm. twelve. Sorry. Um, another point guard. Great. Added totally to what the, they need. Added to the rotation. Um, he translatable shooting, apparently. Uh, right now. Um, the rest is sort of up in the air, yet to come, sort of thing. Um, as a ball handler and a playmaker and stuff like that. Um, very unspursian. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say we give the Spurs the benefit of the doubt, but they've, they've made some interesting decisions recently Very to in- where I don't think they deserve the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I think we are moving away from that sort of status yeah. with the Spurs. I mean, even watching Pop coach the USA team, mm. um, no, it's sort of, is it falling apart there in San Antonio? I mean, you know, you could say, I mean, <laughs> retroactively, you could now start saying, wow, Tim Duncan is the reason they were what they were. Yeah. Not Pop, not yeah. not as much Manu or Tony. It was just Tim Duncan. He was everything. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think we'd be wrong in saying that, honestly. Because mm. <laughs> uh, they have to, you know, they drafted Tony and Manu. And yeah. both of those guys weren't. Uh, they weren't lottery picks, that's for sure, and they yeah. weren't highly touted when they were picked, especially Manu. Um, mm. And both of those guys paid off, and it seems like they've had a great draft, like sifting through diamonds in the rough, the Spurs have. Sure. And then I think they sort of kept that mentality even though they didn't need to do that at pick yeah. 12. They were like, wow, look at this guy. He could, he, he could be great. He could be the steal at pick 56. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> They take him at 12, yeah. and not anyone else that went after him. Um, yeah, very surprising. I thought um, Shengun was a lock <laughs> for the Spurs, a foreign guy, a big a post player who has Sounds a lot of potential. Right, yeah. Sound like the perfect Spurs guy not to be, apparently. Um, 
yeah, big old big old F for the Spurs. Even though Joe Wise Camp at forty one. Um interesting. Shooter could be something. Um the Pacers at number thirteen took Chris DeWarte, by far the oldest guy in the draft, I'm pretty sure. He's already twenty four. Mm. Um and then followed it up with Isaiah Jackson, who they made a trade for at twenty two. They gave up Aaron Holiday and number thirty one. Um win interesting dichotomy between Contribute now, definitely, with Chris Duarte. He's a shooter. Uh, he's a defender. He's pretty much 3 and D, mm. 2 guard. He's a grown man. He's, he's a legitimate grown man. <laughs> he's probably older than some of the guys on the Pacers roster already. Mm. Um, and Isaiah Jackson, who seems like, not necess- not like a project type of thing, but definitely might take a few years to develop into something they can actually rely on sure. on the court. Um, but very exciting defensive prospect, Isaiah Jackson. I think he blocks like five shots a game in Kentucky per wow, 40 okay. um, and can is a great athlete great uh, lateral quickness steals blocks all that sort of stuff um, I, I get I, I think it's pretty emblematic of the Pacers goal this coming year which is make the playoffs yeah to get someone like Chris uh, Duarte um, not sure how much he's going to play behind Levert which is interesting the fit but that's the thing with the Pacers they have someone at every um, position yeah um, but I guess in terms of guys that can contribute now, is Jeremy Lamb a free agent? I don't know. Actually, I think they signed him. I think the Holiday is a free agent. So we could replace Justin Holiday. Right. Um, obviously, they traded away the other Holiday. Um, yeah, decent pick. Not a lot of upside with Duarte, but should be a solid contributor. I, I'm excited. But if Jackson pans out as a defensive player and hopefully gets a jump shot. I feel like playing him next to Sabonis could be very interesting. It's a really good fit. Yeah, because Sabonis could be your center um, mm. offensively, sort of put him in the post, be that playmaker, be that scorer. And then defensively, you can put Jackson pretty much on whoever you need to Yeah, and let him swallow up guys. And so you could still have Miles Turner there. I I'm I guess. I, I think his future with the Pacers is limited. <laughs> Severely limited. I think it's coming to an end, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, as you said, they have someone at every position. So it's yeah. about like, all right, well, which one of these positions are we starting to replace? It's not going to be Brogdon. It's not going to be Warren. It's not going to be uh, Levert. It's not going to be Sabonis. Yeah. It's going to be Turner. It's definitely going to be Turner. Um, number 15, the Wizards, um, who had a very busy <laughs> day. Um, yeah. Um, which we'll get to later. Um, took Corey Kispert at number 15, who's a... He's 22. He's a older guy, but a guy that can, again, contribute now. He's a shooter. Um, and maybe in time, still has a bit more upside than someone like Duarte. Uh, maybe develop a bit of a drivel. Um, maybe can attack the rim for you a little bit. So, interesting offensive upside. Um, and then at 31, Isaiah Todd, who was another G League guy, uh, along with Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. Um, seems like a bit of a... a He's a shooting four. Um, his shot looks pretty nice in the G League bubble, I thought. Um, I watched a few of those G League night games, and I thought turnaround post shots, threes, um, a very conventional-looking jump shot that looks like it could go in for a, a long time. So I kind of I, I, I like that pick. And they traded up to get him, so I like that. Um, I, I gave them a B. There's... I honestly can't keep track of who's on the Wizards right now. <laughs> There's a lot. There is a lot of players, and they sort of just threw these guys in there mm. as, in terms of having wings on this Wizards team. Yep. So it, they are guys, and they are okay. So I gave them a B for the for the Wizards. Um, the Pelicans, who won that the trade. I need to stop talking about because we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> uh, number 17, they took Trey Murphy the third, who 
He's a 3 and D power forward, which I like next to Zion. Um, especially seeing as it seems like they're going to have to keep Zion happy the next couple of years if mm-hmm. they want him to sign their rookie extension. Um, and Herbert Jones at number 35, who I don't know anything about. Um, if Trey Murphy hi- hits like he's supposed to, or like I've heard, as a 3 and D guy who can impact pretty early in his career, um, that's the perfect spot next to Zion. Playing Zion at the five, Trey Murphy at the three. Murphy's like 6'10", I think. Um, so he can go against bigger guys um, and he can step out and space the floor for Zion. I think that's perfect. Mm. Um, they also traded out of two... Just a little side note. They traded out of two high school phenoms out of Greg Brown, who's like an awesome leaper and dunker that uh, went to the Blazers and also uh, BJ Boston uh, from Kentucky. Um, the Hawks had a almost a flawless draft. Well, not actually. I won't say that. At number 20, they took Jalen Johnson. A few questions with Jalen Johnson uh, in terms of his commitment to basketball, it seems like, his offense. Uh, but uh, awesome athlete, uh, someone who can rebound for them pretty early uh, on, someone who can push the ball in transition, make passes, finish in transition. Um, his jump shot is the real big thing, and sort of his IQ offensively and defensively. Um, but I feel like it, he he's a little bit of John Collins insurance, just a okay. little bit. He's not as big as Collins. He's not as offensively gifted as Collins is right now. But I wouldn't count it out of him being sort of developing into something like that. But um, another steal of the night: Sharif Cooper at number forty-eight, a guy who has lottery talent, put up twenty and eight in college, twenty points, eight assists. Um, I think he led college basketball and assists um fell all the way to 48 he's a bit undersized um he's a similar passer to trey young like that level of passing right um needs to work on his shooting a little bit bit of unconventional shot but someone who i I think going into the draft a lot of teams had him going between like 14 and 20 interesting okay yeah um so a great pickup and he just kept sliding the whole time um, like, but many, many teams you'd think, oh, they're going to pick up a point guard that can come off the bench and maybe not contribute right away, but in a few years could be a really talented passer and sort of offensive orchestrator, um, and just kept dropping and dropping. So great pickup from the Hawks at number 48, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next the Clippers, maybe the surprise team of the draft. I mean, I think they're taking advantage of knowing that Kawhi is not going to be there next year and they think... Well, we may as well make the most of the year and not just sit around because they yeah. uh, they completely went after this draft. They traded up from twenty five to twenty one uh, to get Keon Johnson off the Knicks, who's he set the record for the highest vert in the NBA Combine history at forty eight inches. Wow! Yeah, massive athlete, massive leaper, um, downhill attack the rim kind of guy. Obviously, with that sort of athleticism, has potential on both ends of the floor to be pretty special. Um, at thirty three, Jason Preston, who I'm not sure if you know about this, was the feel good story of the NCAA tournament. No uh, idea, played no. for Ohio, uh, Ohio um, after losing his mum a couple of years before. Just was a guy that, like, in high school, wasn't even playing in high school. Um, went to a prep school literally just to study and ended up making the team and from there got a scholarship and stuff like that. So okay, right. a great story. Um, and now drafted 33rd overall. Um, just a, a crafty point guard sort of thing. Like, a bit of a bigger point guard, bit of a do-it-all. Seems... I'm not sure how well he's going to translate to the NBA. He seems a bit erratic, I guess. Um, but an interesting pick. And then Brandon Boston Jr. 
from Kentucky who at the start of the year was a top five projected guy and then fell all the way down over his college right. season. Um, very interesting if in if the Clippers can sort of get him back on track to being that talented player. Mm. Um, seems he, like he's a small forward, big wing that can create his own shot, step backs, jump shots, all that sort of stuff. So um, a very... Very aggressive draft from the Clippers, and I don't hate to see it. I think next season they're going to have a lot of time to sort of... Develop these guys. Develop guys, give them actual minutes, um, especially if they don't end up being any good. Mm. Or if Kawhi leaves, Kawhi's not playing next year anyway. Yeah. A lot of time for these guys to become contributors once they get back onto the winning ways. Yeah. What do you think about that um, trading up for Keon Johnson? Do you think he would have been there at 25? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think... The Knicks were originally at 21. Uh, it seemed like they wanted to get the guy they took, which we'll get to in a sec. But um, I think I think the teams after them, I'm not sure who they were, but the teams after them definitely would have taken a swing at Keon. Okay. Because early in the draft process, he was a guy um, that was late lottery sort of projected. And he fell off as the as it went on. But right. um, still a very, very high level athlete and a lot of potential. Uh, speaking of the Knicks, they took what seemed like their guy, Quentin Grimes, at 25. Um, took some European with a crazy name at 34. <laughs> uh, Rokas Jokubitis. Don't know who that is. Uh, at number 36, they took Miles McBride, which apparently is a high-level defensive guard. Apparently, Tibbs is going to absolutely love him. Right, uh, okay. So, that's it seems like a great pick. And then Jericho Sims, I'm pretty sure I showed you the video, the guy who hit his head in the... D- in like the layup lines or oh, whatever, yeah. dunking, um, smacked himself in the head with the rim. So just an absolute crazy athlete. Um, interesting, interesting uh, process for the Knicks here in the draft. They completely traded out of nineteen. They traded back from twenty one. Mm. I don't know if this Knicks team is as good as they think they are to be trading out of first round picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. I mean, if if Grimes was the guy they wanted at 25, I can understand trading back from 21 because um, he was obviously there. But trading out of 19 entirely was very strange. Mm. I think they could definitely use guys that were still there on their roster. Do, okay. you, do, you, do you feel the same way? Do you feel like the Knicks could still use young talent or are they th- sort of making that transition to veteran help? No, I think they need a couple more young pieces. Like they they made one, they made the playoffs mm. one year. Uh, let's let's not exactly. get too. Ahead of ourselves here, no. Um, they they probably should keep going for young guys now. See if they can get one or two other guys to kind of pair with their their better players, their right. Julius Randle, their Mitchell Robertson, their RJ Barrett, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't. Yeah, no. They they probably should have taken unless the, who they I, could. Get. I think their mindset might have been leave as much cap open as humanly Ooh. possible. Oh, we still going? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, cheeky little. Technical difficulties there. Um, yeah, it seems like they're trying to keep as much cap going as humanly Weird. possible. Huh? Still open. Oh no, Java just popped up on my screen. <laughs> Get out of here, Java. I didn't even know Java was still a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Um, I, pretty decent draft for the Knicks. Um, Quentin Grimes is a guy that could or could not pan out. Um, he's a 3 and D sort of guy, a bit of toughness, a bit of drive to the rim um, didn't have a great first year in college another guy that completely fell off boards as his first year went on but transferred to another college uh, in Houston 
and definitely picked it up in his second year. So maybe he's turned the corner is ready for the NBA. Um, next is the Nuggets at the 26th pick with uh, Nashon Bones Highland. Yeah, Bones. Bones. Great nickname. Awesome, awesome nickname. name. Is he going to be able to get the nickname Bones? That's Brent Barry's nickname. That is Brent Barry's nickname. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if anyone knows who that is who's <laughs> listening, but uh, shout out Bones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, seems uh, seems like a guard for a season that the Nuggets will definitely need a guard. Yeah, um, I looked into him a little bit uh, yeah. as well. Excited? Good, yeah, good shooter. Seems mm. like he's got some defensive tools. He averaged mm. like 1.9 steals per game or something like yeah. that. Real real thin though. Real thin. Yeah. Um, um, he weighs 73 kilos or 75 kilos, which is not a lot. No. Uh, but 6'3", he's got like a 6'8", six, 6'9", six, wingspan. That's pretty big. That And like, does he look like he can fill out a little bit more? I feel like he could a little I... bit. Yeah. I I think he could put on some. I think he put on a little bit of muscle. I don't know how much weight he's going to put on. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, as you said, shoot the ball from great distance, mm. uh, which would be good for the for the Nuggets. Um, yeah. Spacing for Jokic and hitting him, you'll definitely get some looks. Um. This coming season. Uh, the Nets, who also had a great draft. Um, number twenty-seven, they took Cameron Thomas, uh, out of LSU, who. Was the highest scoring freshman in college this year. Uh, put up 23 points a game. Um, is straight up a bucket. Gets shots from everywhere. Step backs. Drives the rim. Uh, free throw line shot 90% from the free throw line. So his shot seems legit. Even though his form is absolutely crazy. If like... If Lonzo Ball shoots like above his head to the left. Um, Cameron Johnson shoots from his hip to the left. That's where it starts. And then... It, it comes up. Interesting. <laughs> it is crazy to watch, and he still fills it up. So who am I to judge? Um, at 29, they got Dayron Sharp from uh, University of North Carolina. Big rebounding forward uh, slash center. Um, sort of... Who is he? He's kind of like... Um, who's your rookie? What's your... Uh, Zeke Naji? Zeke Naji. Kind of like Zeke. Okay. Um, big, big rebounding guy. Um, could be like a rim runner for them. Um, and then at 44, Kessler Edwards, who I don't know a lot about, but I saw a lot of people giving this a very high grade um, in terms of his 3 and D fit with this team, just a guy who can play defense, hit shots. Yep. Um, I'm not sure about their last two guys, uh, Marcus Zagorowski and Raekwon Gray, but Raekwon Gray is a great name. Mm. Um, I have a feeling they're not going to sign all five of these guys. Probably not. But also, do they have... Do they have room to sign their bench guys? Because these might be the these guys might be their bench. <laughs> uh they got they got a little bit of money. They have to sign all three of their stars to extensions this offseason. Oh, she'll be right. She'll be right. <laughs> it's just two hundred mil for Durant. I think it's a hundred and seventy eight for Kyrie and like hundred and fifty six for Harden or something right. like that. Just you know. <laughs> she'll, be right. she'll be right. They'll figure it out. Um <laughs> But they did get off Landry Shamit. They did get off Landry Shamit, and they got the, they got the 29th pick for him um, in Dayron Sharp. So that was a great trade, honestly. Uh, I like Landry Shamit for them, though. I don't know if he did much for them, though. They have they have enough shooters, right? Sure. They have Joe Harris. He's a bit of death, but... Yeah, I mean, and they replaced him with Cameron Thomas, though, who kind of does the same thing and maybe might end up doing a little bit more okay. than Shamit. Um so yeah, a great trade, uh, great draft for the Nets. A lot of, a lot of guys that fit what that team needs, and you know, will be under contract for a while for pretty cheap, which is kind of what they need. Okay. Um, 
So, yeah. And then, last but not least, um, just a couple of other teams that only had second-round picks. The Jazz picked up Jared Butler, um, who's a very interesting case in this draft. Again, another, like, lottery-level talent um, who fell all the way to 40 because it seems like teams are scared of a heart issue that he had. Okay. Um, Although he has been cleared to play by a health panel or whatever it is. Right. Um, and he, I'm pretty sure he competed in pre, in combine, stuff like that. Right. Um, so if he, like, if he's good to go and is healthy and can play, um, he will be able to help the Jazz right away next year. Okay. Um, as a shooter and as a bit of a ball handler. Uh, but also for the Bulls, Iodesumu, um, who was the runner-up for National Player of the Year in college, but is a Chicago guy. And I just wanted to shout it out that Chicago drafted a Chicago guy. That sounds about right. Also went to Illinois for college, so just all around Chicago. Yeah, Amazing. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that more or less is the draft recap. I think there was some other teams that only picked in the second round, but I don't know anything yeah, about them. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and we will hear, maybe, maybe about some of those guys when I do the upcoming study on yeah. best rookie. Uh, I got started on that very briefly today yep. in that I'm just kind of adding the extra current NBA guys to the data pool. And like, I don't know. I don't want to explain it, but if yeah. you if you heard that episode, you might know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, yeah, so let's get to some of the trades that have happened recently, though. Yeah. Um, we haven't done an episode in a little while, so one trade that happened uh, after our last episode, but not until now, um, but we haven't had an episode since then. Yeah. Um, the Grizzlies uh, received Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe, plus the number 10 pick, which was Iowa Williams, uh, and the 40th pick, which was Jared Butler, which was then moved. Yeah, which was then traded to the Jazz. Right. Um, um, and a 2022 Lakers first-round pick uh, for Jonas Valanciunas and the se- the 17th pick and the 51st pick. So that 17th pick was Trey Murphy the third, and the 51st pick was Brandon Boston, uh, who was then traded to the Clippers. Yep. Yeah. Uh... I like this deal for the Pelicans a lot. I love this for the Pelicans. This yeah. is an awesome move. So they save if if um sorry, yeah, no, they save quite a bit of money. Yeah. I'm surprised by how much Bledsoe's earning and it kinda hurts to look at. Is it like eighteen or sixteen? It's eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, yeah, he's earning more than Steven Adams. Wow, that is crazy to think about. Yeah. After they signed him to that massive extension. Yeah, so Steven Adams was on like a two for um Thirty-five kind of deal. Bledsoe's on like a two for 36, 37 kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and they got Valanciunas, who's on a two for thirty. Um, for both of those guys, so they've saved uh, approximately twenty-one million dollars in cap spaces. Yep. For Com- this season, completely freed themselves up to make any number of moves in off- mm. in the coming off season. Yeah, free agency. Also, they got the best player out of it. I think. Yeah, sort of no question. Like yeah. Valanciunas is awesome. I uh, think Valanciunas is like. 6th, 7th, 8th kind of best center in the league. Steven Adams is good, but he's not yeah. there. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, Valanciunas is awesome. He also has more spacing than Adams, which mm. is great for next to Zion. Like, Valanciunas can hit the mid-range a little bit. Yeah. Um, which Adams just didn't do. And he's also still very big. Like, they're not losing the size of Steven yeah, Adams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's a big rebounder. Um, mm. They're going to be a threat on the boards with Zion and him. Um, they're... Yeah, they... It, I don't understand why the Grizzlies did this. It's an awful deal for the Grizzlies. It's terrible. They got a worse center. They got a worse fitting center next to Jar. Mm. They got Bledsoe, who apparently they're going to move on from anyway. If they can. If they even can. Like, I don't know who wants to touch that deal. Um, Sure, they traded up. They traded up from 17 to 10. And you know what's hilarious? The Pelicans probably got the better player (laughs) at 17. (laughs) Uh, Just all around confusing. This was the first domino in the coming terrible Memphis moves mm. that happened all the way up to the draft. 
Um, they like Memphis could have salvaged this at, with their tenth pick, and then they just completely did not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for the Pelicans this coming season. What Valanciunas is going to look like. Um, I don't know if he's who's he played next. He's never played to like a four like Zion, so I think no, that might take a I bit mean, of adjustment. Never really been a four like Zion. Yeah, but like a four, a four that's in the paint as yeah. much as Zion. Um, like I, don't, I think that might take a little bit of adjustment for him. But if he, you know, this offseason works on his mid range shot, I mean. Even his three, he hit a few threes towards the end of his Toronto days, right? Mm. Like, he was hitting some corner threes. Um, I'm not expecting him to, like, knock down, like, 100 or anything, but if he could space the floor next to Zion, this is going to be perfect. Yeah. So, for the Pelicans, I give this an A. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just a great deal all around. Yep. Um, for the Grizzlies, a D? Yeah. Pretty much like a D minus. I don't... I didn't... Like, the 10th pick before they picked Zaya was like, okay... You must really like someone. Yeah. And they obviously... If, if they really like Zaire, massive D. <laughs> if they <laughs> didn't get him, big on Forge, still a D. Yeah. Um, but yeah, freeing up Cap to either bring back Lonzo or go after someone like Lowry um, is great for the Pelicans. Yeah. All right. Uh, another trade that happened, uh, this one today, was right? today. Yeah. Um, the Cavs received Ricky Rubio and the Wolves received... Uh, Torrey Prince, a 2022 second round pick and cash considerations. I mean, it's a trade, isn't it? <laughs> it is a trade. Why would the Why did the Cavs do this trade? Interestingly, I'm looking at it from the other side of things. I kind of like it for the Cavs. I don't. I just don't understand. I like the fit of getting a playmaker uh, in there, and it this to me really? does point to. They, they probably are going to move on from one of their two guys, either Sexton or Garland. I think it's going to be Sexton, but I don't think Rubio can play next to Garland either. I think Rubio's a bench guy, though. Yeah, but then, I mean, did you have to trade for a bench guy? He's on a, he's, then he's expiring, right? This coming year, it was the only two-year deal that he got with uh, the Wolves? No, no, they're b- both uh, Rubio and uh, Torian Prince are on two-year deals. So Rubio's on a two for 34, I think Torian Prince is on a two for 30. So, like... He'll be a free agent next year. No, he's got two years left. Two years left? They both have two years left on their deal, I'm pretty sure. Very interesting. I don't understand this for the Cavs, to be honest. I don't know. Why are they getting an old player? They had a young... He's just a nice vet. Yeah, but they had a young... Torian, he's not that young. He's not that young, but he's younger than Rubio. Sure. And he's a forward. He's someone that I think Okoro could have learnt under a little bit in terms of offense. Like, Torian Mm. Prince is a nice offensive player. Um... And they gave up a second for it, for sort of... Yeah, that, that's the part I'm not really a fan of. Do you really need to give up a pick for Rubio? Yeah, that's the weird part. Yeah. Um, and for the for the Wolves, I don't really like it either. He's another really? scorer, but... I don't know, having a nice ball handler there is pretty good. Like, obviously, they've got their guys. They've got Ant, they've got um, yeah. D'Lo, but, like, I don't know. I like Rubio with those two guys. I'm interested... Uh, for Ant, because Ant loved Rubio. Mm. Talked about him the whole season, how he's an awesome vet, showed him the ropes, all that sort of stuff, and then they trade him. Um, in terms of just purely on court, I, I love this for the Wolves. I think they've got a, their starting power forward now. Um, sorry, Jalen or Jaden McDaniels, one of the McDaniels. Um, he's a shooter. He's a nice offensive player. He can dribble it a little bit, like mm. off when he's run off the line and stuff like that. Um He's just a guy that can hit open shots, which is awesome for this team. I just don't see them as needing that, though. With Ant, with D'Lo, with Beasley, with Towns. 
Yeah, but so you've got your shot creators and then, you know, you just got your guys that just sit there. Mm. And I think Prince could be a pretty good sit there guy. Yeah, I don't know. I he's, like better sit, he's a bit of sit, better sit there guy than like Rubio. Sure, but I think you want a shot creator, not for yourself, but for other people. You don't think they have enough on that team? They have D'Lo, they have like shot creator for like other people. Mm. Okay, I may, okay, I can see that a little bit. Um and the Wolves did not draft anyone this draft because they tr- they gave it to the Warriors. Um, yeah, I mean... I'm a C for both teams. I, it's it's mm. a move that I guess you could talk yourself into for both teams, but you yeah. could also definitely talk yourself out of for both teams. Yeah. I'm having a hard time talking myself out of it for the Wolves, although creating shots for other people, that is interesting, now that they don't really have that sort of point guard. Um I think I'm like a C minus for the Cavs and like a B minus for the Wolves. Okay. Uh, maybe like a C plus, but yeah. All right. Um, and the last trade, obviously the big one, the blockbuster. Um, the Lakers received Russell Westbrook, a 2024 second round pick and a 2028 second round pick. And the Wizards received Kyle Kuzma, Catavius Caldwell Pope, uh, Montrose Harrell, and the number 22 pick, which which was Isaiah Jackson. Um, if Montrose Harrell opts uh, out of his player option. I don't know how that works. I don't know if I he... don't think it's possible. I think he has yeah. to have opted in for this to happen. Right, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that. Because this is league official. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've still saved about $9 million in cap, and they've got some depth now. Like they, Yeah. Just... This is going to be a team that is Bradley Beal as the star, and then just a, a lot of guys. Just a bunch of guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, yeah, I guess we'll start with the Wizards. They have... And Aaron Holiday as well. <laughs> yeah, they traded that 22nd pick for Aaron Holiday. Um... Just, like, so many wings. So many, yeah. Do we want to, like, count them out? <laughs> there's Avdia, there's... Um, why am I blanking your Already name? forgotten. Uh, Bertans. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Why, the Japanese guy. Why am I Hachimura. Blanking? Hachimura. Oh, my goodness. That was terrible. Um, Kuzma, KCP. Um, who did they draft? Oh, they drafted Kispert. Um, who's the other guy that they drafted? Uh, I've already forgotten. That's amazing. Uh, Isaiah Todd, who was also a four. Um, that's like, what What do we get up to? Like six or seven mm. guys? <laughs> I mean, you can only play five at a time. Yeah. It's going to be Bill at point guard and then five or four other wings out there. And it's going to be small. The reason I mentioned they've saved money is they can also still go out into free agency and get another guy. <laughs> Do they actually? What's the what's the cap? Well, they saved them. Oh, okay, I don't know. I don't know exactly if they have the money for it, but they did save themselves nine mil by getting off Russ's contract. Right. I don't know if bird rights kind of play into that. In that, like, they can't really bring anyone in. Yeah. But they could get a point guard. They could get like a Jeff Teague. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just became ill when you said <laughs> that. Um, they have to re-sign someone this offseason, don't they? Don't they have to re-sign Bryant, Thomas Bryant? Oh, yeah, probably have. Um, so that money might go to him, although I'm not even sure if he's going to get nine mil a year contract. Mm. Um, but surely that team was pretty hard-capped with that Russ contract and the Beal contract. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, yeah, um, I mean, a, another year, another team for Westbrook. Uh, yeah. This is becoming pretty common at the moment. First um, MVP to be traded in three straight seasons. I would definitely believe it. Um, yeah, Westbrook on the Lakers with LeBron and AD is pretty crazy to see. Um, mm, they got a little bit of money, maybe. A little bit of maybe money? Yeah, 
they they'll be at a hundred and like twelve. Mm, they might have like a mid level. Mm. And yeah. that may need to go to like a Robin Lopez if they decide to bring him back. So they've got Robin Lopez, Ish Smith, Isaac Bongo, and Hull Hull Neto and Alex Lennon coming off the books. Okay, I think they those guys are pretty expendable. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind bringing Ish Smith back. Ish Smith, yeah, they kind of need a point guard now. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, because Westbrook is on the goddamn Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> what a crazy team that is. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what. Who the Lakers have under contract? I was gonna say it's not a lot of people. LeBron James, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Mark Gasol. Oh, <laughs> oh <mate>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what? No, isn't Mark Gasol a one-year deal? Apparently, he's he's on the books next year. Crazy. Um. Well, they're gonna be very busy. Yes. Um, <laughs> so apparently, there's talks of them. They're still in the running for Beal. Uh, uh, not Beal. Sorry. Um. Healed apparently. Apparently, if they want to give THT in a sign and trade, uh, sure, which means signing THT to a massive contract, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's still there. But they also have Schroeder who they can bring back or sign and trade as well. Um, I feel like the Russ move says they're not bringing Schroeder back. Well, then it's a si- oh, obviously, well, then it's a sign and trade, yeah. Um, so yeah, ov- I mean, there are still some avenues for the Lakers there. They need they need 11 players. <laughs> they have no cap room either. They've got three max contracts. <laughs> Very interesting. Very <laughs> interesting, right? <laughs> I was looking at this today. I just could not believe it. Um, here, let's let's see how much their guys are earning. So, Russ is on like a 45. 44 or something like that, yeah. LeBron's on 41. AD's on 35. Um, yep, no more KCP. No more Montrose Harrell. No more Kyle Kuzma. They got Marcus Oh, they also have Afonso McKinney. Oh, shout out Afonso. Man. That's it. <laughs> That's all they got. There's going to be a busy offseason. There's going to be a lot of vet mins going They're out. They're still paying Luol Dang. Oh, how much? Like, Five. Oh, my goodness. Um, That's bad. <laughs> I have no idea what they do. I mean, obviously, okay, they'll bring back Taylor and Tucker if they can. Yeah. They might... They'll. I mean, they could probably get, like, Coasters back on a minimum. <laughs> yeah, bring back, bring back the champ. Um, anyway, none of those guys that they bring will be very important. What do you think about the fit with Westbrook and LeBron? I think it's great, but they... No, mm. they need a roster. Okay, but we... They need about, more than three players. We can talk about that later. <laughs> the Obviously, the, the core of this team is the big three. Sure. Are sure. you excited to see Westbrook with LeBron? I like the fit. Yeah. I do like the fit. I like the fact that LeBron can now take possessions in games off. Yeah. Um, and not have to just constantly be the ball handler. Russell Westbrook will take care of that. Um, but... Maybe a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm, no, I can't I can't move on from this. I'm too <laughs> caught up on the fact that they don't have a roster. And LeBron's been injury prone. And AD's been injury prone. What do they have? Russ, triple double machine. That's it. <laughs> they just gotta wait like, to the second literally half. Literally, that's it. They just gotta wait to the second half of the year, and Russ will put up the stats of three players, and then they just need ten more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, LeBron, AD, and then Russ, who's times three. So there's five players. Okay, that's all you need. And uh, then you got Marcus Ol and Alfonso McKinney off the bench. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see Westbrook because, like. Everyone talks about how like out of control Westbrook is, and he is. Um, mm. But we've seen guys sort of change their ways around LeBron, sort of become maybe a bit wiser. Mm. I'm thinking mainly of Rondo and 
uh, Dwight, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the bubble. I'm excited to see if Westbrook can do that. Um, no, I don't. I don't believe it. Yeah. See, if anyone's <laughs> not going to do it, it's Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like those guys had don't know my role kind of problems. I think Westbrook. I I don't think the Lakers will know Westbrook's role. That is a bit terrifying. Yeah. Then Westbrook's going to be like, he's my role. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go do everything. Um, no, like you said, I'm excited for Westbrook to take possessions off LeBron mm. throughout the regular season, at least. Come playoff time, I hope they dial that back. Um, Rust, AD, pick and roll? Pretty, mm. pretty cool. That would be very nice. That's going to be fast and hard to deal with. Mm. Um, obviously, the spacing is the big issue. Yeah. Uh, we saw how the Lakers literally defended Westbrook in the bubble when he was with Houston, giving him a gap of like half a court. Mm. <laughs> um, LeBron was like standing at the free throw line guarding Westbrook. Um, so <laughs> LeBron obviously knows his weaknesses, which is a good thing because then he can fix them um, or at least play around them. Yeah. Um yeah, this is a very interesting end to Westbrook's career. Yeah. I'm not saying he's at the end, but... He's getting there. He's definitely not the MVP anymore. Um, and it is it is getting there, but being traded three different teams in three years mm. after being the MVP five years ago yeah, is pretty crazy to see. Yeah. Um, so for the Wizards, I give it a B, honestly. Like, they got off a big contract, like a really big contract. They got reasonable contracts in return. Um, None of them are super long, are they? No. I mean, Carl Kuzmas, I think, is two or... No, Carl Kuzmas is three years, 40 mil, which is very reasonable. Yeah. KCP's, I think, is like two years, and then Montrose is only one year left. So, good contract situation. It's just a bunch of guys. Like, they're not going to mm. be a good team, but they're just going to be a team. Could this team be an eight seed? I think so. Yeah. Which, I guess, in the East is still not a good team. Mm. For the league, yeah. Yeah, so, B for them. And then for the Lakers... If they can fill out their roster, A. If mm. not, D. Yeah, a lot does depend on that. Um, for the Wizards, I don't know. They didn't really get anything back. To be fair, mm. for Westbrook, and I know obviously I say the contract is inhibiting value coming back for yeah. Westbrook, but they didn't get really anything. I'm super excited for Harold won't be there in a year. Um, Kuzma's fine. Yeah, Kuzma's interesting. Um, I do see you, him as. Do you like, think Kuzma's anything really? I see him as like a. Because he had that good rookie year, put it like sixth in a game, mm. and then dipped when LeBron came. I see him as like a six man, like a good six man. Good six man. Yeah, because <laughs> it's gonna be a fight to see who starts <laughs> at the small forward and power yeah. for this team. There might be actual fights had in practice <laughs> over who starts, because um, they're like they're, they've got like four guys who are all eligible to start. Um, if Kuzma's nothing, then... I mean, they got off the contract. It's yeah. Pretty, yeah, it's like a B for the Wizards. Um, and I think this is like an A- minus for the Lakers. They did pick up one of the... Probably the second worst contract in the league after John Walls. Mm. Uh, but I think this is a spark that they kind of needed. Yeah. Um, also, having a third guy doesn't help. Uh, always helps, but... It's the rest of that roster, man. It's the rest of that roster. I think... I don't know. If any team's going to draw in cheap free agents is the league. Yeah, I mean, and they've got their guys. They've got Alex Cruz, Wendell, and Horton Tucker, who they can re-sign under bird rights. But, like, yeah. outside of that, they're really just looking at mins because they're going to get hard-capped. Yeah. They could also sign trade those guys. Mm. I mean, Caruso, you might be able to get something back for Caruso on the right deal. Even THT. Um, I doubt it's going to be See, I don't healed. see you wanting to 
sign and trade those guys unless you're getting two players for one, which seems yeah. unlikely. Unless they just want to play a different style. Because, like, do you even really need Caruso now? No, not particularly. But, yeah. like, he, he is a fan favourite and he yeah. will be relatively cheap, is he the thing. Will, yeah. Is he restricted or? I think he's restricted. Okay. Then that helps a little bit, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's everything from the draft. Um, uh, pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I spent a. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. You know, just a little bit of glow. I watched the entire draft. I watched all 60 picks. Very nice. I thought that was pretty impressive. Very cool. <laughs> I could have turned it off. I probably should have turned it off. Maybe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Alright. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers. You can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thanks for listening. Peace.